Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFLE's podcast. I was just sitting here thinking, Rich, a good uh, nickname or a, another name for this podcast would be uh, Love Your Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that would be great. But welcome to NFLE's podcast. Make sure to follow the NFLE's podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, make sure to join the NFLE's Facebook group. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? Yeah, another good week of football for sure. Uh, yeah, r- really lived up to the hype. Uh, I kind of like how our games in the NFL East were split between Thanksgiving and Sunday. Uh, we talked about on our podcast Friday, we did how good the games were um, on Thanksgiving. Well, Sunday lived up to the hype, man. We had, we had another few really good games. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Definitely uh, shaping up for playoffs. I think I think uh, the NFL East is definitely uh, separating itself, I think. Right, exactly. And um, yeah, so tonight what we're going to do is we are going to take a look at the rest of those Week 12 games. And we got a little bit of injury updates and news from the East. And then we're going to take a look at week 13. And we're just going to run through some of those games, see what the things we're going to be looking for in games for the week, make our predictions. Um, Everybody do not forget on Thursday, Thursday, 7 o'clock, NFL boy Brandon will be back with us at that time. And we are going to be doing our monthly power rankings and our December previews. So that'd be pretty cool. At that time, we will be previewing weeks 13 through 16, every game in the month of December, making our predictions. And this is kind of going down the stretch. Your predictions here are going to determine whether your team um, or or these teams are making the playoffs or not. So, yep. Yep. Which, uh, which looks like quite a bit of them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I mean, realistically, every team in the NFL East has um, a a good shot of making the playoffs. Yeah. You know, um, and it's all going to boil down to this stretch right here, you know, so. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Anything else before we get started? Um, No, let's rock and roll, I think. All right, let's do a little bit of takeaway from the East Week 12 edition. All right, I guess let's go ahead and jump in here. In this Zach Wilson-less game, uh, Jets, Bears, uh, Jets dominate 31-10. to 10. No Justin Fields and a Bears beat-up defense equals a very long day. <laughs> yep. I've been saying it for a while that with the top five defense, all the Jets need is a functional offense. Well, instead of functional, how about a very good, efficient, offense because that's what we got in this game right here Mike White went off he looked like he was in control throughout this game he went 22 for 28 315 yards three touchdowns he spread the ball around hitting different 10 different receivers I didn't even know the Jets had 10 receivers (laughs) how'd they do that (laughs) they only had like three last week (laughs) Right, exactly. He did. Um, while doing all of that, he still allowed the young stars to lead the way. Garrett Wilson, 
five receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. And here's a name you haven't heard in a while, Elijah Moore. He brought Elijah Moore back from the dead. Pretty amazing. Two receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. So um, Mike White, uh, of course, there was the Mike White chance. There was, you know, the – uh, it was, you know, it was, he, he was going off, man. He looked, he looked very good. He looked in control. He looked um, just very steady, willing to set back there, read the defenses, find his openings. Um, and even a little bit, you know, with his eyes, being able to create some openings, you know, it was, uh, it's pretty different than this quarterbackless. Jets team that we've been watching all this year. It kind of pisses me off. And I'm sure um, Coach Sala is kind of regretting not putting him in that New England game because realistically, all they needed was a little spark to shoot past um, New England. And um, just so, and, and, and maybe if Mike White would have played like this, he, you know, he could have gave them that spark. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's earned the starting job. I'm going to be surprised if he loses it the rest of the season. I feel like the Zach Wilson era will start next year, maybe. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a good lesson learner for Zach. But are we sure? We don't know. Um, right. Mike Wilson, former six-round draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'd like to throw that out there. Um, uh, really uh, is an example of how you develop a quarterback, uh, you know, even though – um, uh, you know, a late round pick, probably a career backup, but yet uh he's gotten a little bit better every year, and now he finds himself in the starting position for the Jets. I think that he's gonna keep it the rest of the year, which may include the playoffs. So yeah. right. Couple- uh, having such a stellar game, uh uh yeah, it just really puts Zach Wilson on the back burner. He's just not ready. I think I, I'm right. sure that's how the Jets are gonna look at it for, for this year. Yeah, yeah, and a couple more points about this game. That that passing game really opened up running lanes um, for the running game. Michael Carter, he left this game with injury, and so the Jets kind of turned to a running back by committee and ended the day with 158 rushing yards. So they even got the the running game going a little bit. Defense, it, it took a little bit of time to get going. They looked uh, rusty in the first half but were head, uh, full head of steam um, in the second half, creating two sacks and eventually closing out the game with a red zone interception by C.J. Mosley. So, yep. you know, I mean, my thing is, is this, I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not going to get on the Mike White bandwagon. We've been there before. We've done that. Uh, the Jets looked like a well-balanced team, but we, you know, we have to remember it was the Bears with a beat-up defense and a backup quarterback. I think this game would have been totally different um, if if they had, you know, um, Justin Fields. So the next game up for the Jets, and we'll talk about this in just a few in games of the week, is the Vikings. And I think that that should be a whole lot better test for Mike White. Sure. Um, just a sure. lot better team. So we, we'll kind of see then um, how that goes. Right. And just Justin Fields has uh, really been uh, um, uh, improving every week. I think he's just uh, turning into a star probably. So not having him in this game uh, certainly helped the Jets out quite a bit. So, right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Helped them out a whole lot. And I think, you know, it, it probably played a lot on, 
on both sides, you know, both sides of the field with with that defense playing um, as poorly the Jets defense I'm talking about as poorly as they did in the first half. I'm wondering, you know, would they have stepped up to the occasion if Justin Fields would have been on there and, and let go with his legs or would they have just got ran on because they were not playing good in the first half at all. Um, right. They were just playing really soft. Yeah. Um, I think they probably would have stepped up to the occasion. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was just really no threat um, at all, you know, yeah. from the the Bears, um, you know, from the Bears offense. And it kind of just was dead. So, yeah. But anyways, yeah. that's what I got on this game. So, yeah, it should be noted that, like, uh, from my understanding, is th- this team loves Mike White, but they don't have that. They don't, they don't share that same love for uh, Zach Wilson. I think that's a problem. Uh, if you're going to be the if you're going to be the leader of your team. You need to, uh, you know, you need to be a leader. You need to inspire your team. And uh, uh, that's definitely seems to be something lacking with Zach Wilson. So, right. And, and I was going, I, I totally agree with that. And I'm going to get into this here in a few after you um, kind of recap the next game coming up, because I believe that the Tyler Heineke with the commanders and the Mike White with the Jets, they're kind of in the same in the same boat, you know, yeah, I think so. Both of those teams, you have to go with the hot hand. Both of those teams seem to love their backup quarterback, but we also have to remember where we've already been down this road. We've seen Mike white shine and then fall off a cliff. Yeah. Right. And, and not only suck, but suck really bad. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and, and the same with Tyler Heineke, we've seen him, you know, play in the playoffs, a really good game. And then we've seen him just, um, both of these guys, I think both teams need to remember they are backup quarterbacks and um, they're good for a few good games. They're, they're not the answer to your to your organization. You know, yeah, I 100 percent agree with franchise. That. Yeah. So. Yeah. These are not long term solutions, probably. Yeah. Right. But both of these teams um, needed a spark. And uh, and, you know, at least in this game, they provided it. Um, let's see what happened in the commanders. Falcons commanders pulled it out 19 to 13. What do you got on this game, Rich? Yeah, this is a, this is a game that I know Washington likes to play. It's a defensive game. I mean, uh, uh, defense was the story throughout the whole game. Um, uh, for Tyler Heineke, for instance, was uh, 14 for 23, 138 yards, not super impressive, but good enough to get the job done with that defense. Um, Man, scoring on Washington is just going to be a challenge for anybody. And Atlanta, without their weapons, especially uh, uh, Kyle Pitts, um, they struggled. Um, and uh, uh, it was it was kind of kind of interesting that it came down basically to a goal line stance there at the end of this game here, where uh, uh, Washington Commanders defense against Atlanta's. Uh, uh, offense and they produced a turnover the defense did um right. so um i think that's just that's just going to be how washington's going to roll that's how they built they are built to be a defensive team which actually suits uh, Ty, uh taylor honeke because you know he's not going to put up 40 points he's not going to you know that's not his game they're not they're not uh although their running game was stellar uh let me see brian robinson got 108 105 yards on 18 carries uh, you know, run the ball on offense and stop the run on defense. I think that's a Washington strategy and it's really working for them. So um, they have a chance to move up to third place here after they beat the Giants next week or after they play the Giants. 
depending on how that turns out, but uh, they're on, on a bit of a roll. You know, they're, when you, they're, uh, they're comfortable with how they like to play and um, they're succeeding at it. So, right. So right. Uh, also a, a funny, a funny story that, or a funny thing in this game, uh, they got a penalty uh, roughing the punter penalty to kind of seal the deal. Washington uh, had the ball back with less than a minute to go. Um, that kind of killed any chance for Atlanta to make any kind of uh, uh, a last second comeback. Uh, They seem to draw penalties. Washington does on a special teams or critical third down plays. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's good. But um, let's see. Did I have anything else? That's all I had. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the commanders uh, there, they've been on this, on this little streak. Um, and uh, definitely led by that that um, defense, and and in particular that defensive line. You know that yeah. uh, those big boys up front, they're they they're, they're mean, dude. <laughs> they're mean. They, so, you, and, it is hard to run on the commanders, right? And and uh, Tyler Tyler Heineke, he's he's playing solid. You know, he's playing like this wasn't one of his better games. He only went fourteen for twenty three hundred thirty eight yards. Um, two touchdowns and he did have that one interception right um so this wasn't even his best game but he's he's maintaining the game and allowing like you said allowing the defenses to just win the game you know yeah um and every now and then if he can make a big play and and uh you know and and do something exciting for that for the offense uh that helps out also so yeah and but it's a, it's a winning defense and, for uh right exactly you know. Um, it's not going to win you the Super Bowl. It's not going to get you there, but it might win you a good playoff game. It might, it'll surprise a team. I think Yeah, with as good uh, as that defense is, it definitely could, I, I could see it. Um, yeah. And it's built to travel and it's going to be built for cold weather as well. So right. uh, yeah. Uh, Washington's a little bit of a, a little bit of a role. Right. So cool. All righty. One, two, we have one more week 12 game um and that is the texans dolphins uh dolphins won this game 30 to 15 <sighs> where to start with this game the dolphins you know dolphins offense played great in this game in the first half scoring on five of their first six possessions pretty amazing defense played great in the first half um, check this out, getting two interceptions, five sacks, three forced fumbles, one recovered, and scoring a defensive touchdown. <laughs> right. All in the first half. Even the special teams played great uh, in the first half. Jason Sanders went three for three in field goals and three for three in extra points. And by halftime of this game, the Dolphins had a 30-0 to zero lead. So... Um, the big story of this game was right before half, all pro left tackle Teron Armstead left the game with a pectoral injury. And, well, the Dolphins' offensive line didn't prepare for that. They didn't know they were going to have to prepare um, to play without their all pro. Um, it doesn't help that their right tackle that's just coming back off an of injury also left this game. Um uh, the offensive line fell apart, man. It just, it, it kind of fell apart to it. fell apart to the point Tua got sacked four times in nine plays. 
<laughs> Yikes. And uh, yeah, uh, Coach McDaniel did not like that at all. And so he decided to just take his foot off the throttle at that time. Um, he took Tua out of the game, brought in rookie Skylar Thompson, and um, even the defense took their foot off the throttle at that time and kind of switched gears to just maintain um, or hold out to this 30, you know, this 30-point lead in the second half that allowed the Texans to score 15 points. But realistically, this game was never in jeopardy of losing it. Um, I mean, even the defense uh, wasn't as as as, a, as aggressive. Um, you know, the Texans would was kind of moving the ball down the field, and then um, and then the Dolphins were like, "Okay, never mind. We're sick of you all moving the ball." Blitzed one time and shut them down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I mean, so they, they weren't even playing. You know, every they were trying to not get anybody hurt. Um, is what they were doing in a game that, you know, the there's uh, the one thing I do not like about that moment in the game. Well, in the game overall, the Dolphins did not run the ball as much as I thought they should have, or as much as I thought they would have. And especially at that time of the game, when realistically, that's what you're doing. You're wanting to run the ball, drain the clock and trying to just get this game over with. For some reason, when Skylar Thompson came in, the coach didn't change his game plan. He stuck with almost, it seemed like the Tua game plan and was still throwing the ball down the field. And of course, Skylar Thompson's ice cold, um, not making, you know, not making uh, good decisions in the past game, going three and out, leaving a bunch of time on the clock. And I'm like, so I think that was a, a rookie mistake as a, for a rookie coach, you know, he, and, and coach McDaniel did say in the um, post game, press conference that he he would have done that a lot different you know at that time um i'm glad he's making that mistakes against the texans and not you know uh buffalo or san francisco or one of these teams we got coming up where if we got a lead we're gonna need you to drain that clock you know what i'm saying We, we need that game over because this offense, you know that offense has the power to to um put some points on the board but all in all that would be my only complaint about the game, Tua, Tua did great, man. Tua went 22 for 36, 299 yards, one touchdown, once again hitting nine different receivers and allowing Hill and Waddle to lead the way. Tyreek Hill had six receptions with 85 yards. Jalen Waddle had five receptions with 85 yards. So um, they played good, man. They played really good in the first half. They, it was, it's the, the best game the Dolphins have had on all three levels playing complimentary football. Um, we've had games where the offense looked great. Defense looked shaky. Special teams just sucked. We, you know, and then the, the last game before the going into the bye, we had the offense and the defense played good, but then Jason Sanders was missing extra points and the shaky plays by from the special teams. This game, all three levels had just kind of put it together in that first half. Um, if they play like that with all three levels hitting on all cylinders, they could beat any team in the league. I, I yeah. do not, I do not fear as a Dolphins fan any team in the league. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to say that I think Tua is going to make the Pro Bowl this year. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, think first he, time he, Pro Bowler. Yeah, yeah, he deserves it. He's been playing uh, uh, lights out, honestly. So right. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I mean, right now he's in the. 
in the discussions for MVP. And I, I think he should be, you know, he's, he's right up there um, with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I think it should be just him and Patrick Mahomes. Cause they're the, they're the only ones throwing the numbers up, you know, quarterback wise they're you know, those two are one and two in every meaningful category when it comes to, you know, I mean, unless you start looking at um, running, you know, running categories for quarterbacks, but you know, is your quarterback a quarterback or a running back? That's what you need to ask yourself. Yeah. So. Well, half the quarterbacks now are just running back. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, um, he's had a stellar year. I, I kind of predicted it too. I'd like to note that. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, Tua would have a great year. And I, I feel like he would make that leap and it looks like he has uh, definitely a concern about the uh, offensive line for the Dolphins because uh, uh, that's going to be a problem if you uh, can't protect your quarterback. So, and offensive right. line, trying to replace offensive linemen this late in the season, you, you're going to have to get a little bit lucky if you need to. Yeah. Do I mean, we, we've, um, uh, Tehran has missed a couple games this season already. Um, and we were able to shift stuff around and have decent play. Um, the thing is, is just putting a game plan together, uh, knowing that he's not going to be there. So you put the next man up, um, you put him over there and you put a tight end and you, you know, you use your, um, your fullback to chip for him. You know what I'm saying? And right. you give him some damn help. That's what you do. You know yep. what I, I mean? Luckily it's the left side, um, not the right side, which is to his blind side. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so. right. Kind of forgot about yeah. that for a second. Yeah, that's not going to be his blind side there. So, right. So, I mean, yeah. it, it helps a lot, but it, but whoever's over there is going to need some help. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah, and they just need to plan for that. So, yeah, it's good. Um, that one bad thing about the Dolphins also is they don't have that really tough blocking tight end that you that you need. You know, they got um, Smythe who's okay at blocking, but definitely not great. I would really love this offense. Really needs. And I think that'll be their number one priority in the offseason or one of their big priorities in the offseason is a really good, tough blocking tight end. Yeah. They're hard to find. There's only a few of yeah. them. So yeah, exactly. That's another thing. But but you can. They're there. Yep. So yep. Maybe find one in the draft. That would be nice. Um, all right. That was our Sunday day games. We did have a Sunday night game, 8 20 p.m. Packers, Eagles. Um, at 33 to 40 Eagles pull it out. What do you got on this game, Rich? Uh, no defense from either team in this game. This is right. an offensive, uh, um, I would say juggernaut, but it is definitely a, a offensive rushing attack, particularly on Philadelphia's side. Um, I'll give you uh, Jalen Hurts's uh, passing number. Okay. Uh, 16 for 28, 153 yards, two touchdowns. Um, this is about the normal game for Jalen Hurts. Um, uh, although running, he he definitely excels on every game. But uh, this game, he had 17 carries for 157 yards from a quarterback. Is uh, uh, I don't know if you're if you're a defense, that's pretty unacceptable, <laughs> right? Uh, right. But exactly. but uh, uh, they were opening holes up for him, and geez, he had nothing but green field for so long. So. Um, can't really uh, get him to move away from that if you're going to just allow him to, uh, you know, do 50 yard uh, run plays. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, uh, but but it was still kind of competitive, even though the Eagles jumped out to a 13 to nothing lead. There, uh, Green Bay did kind of did kind of storm back, 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing great. He did have two interceptions, which is kind of rare for him to have a two interception game. Um, and they were able to run the ball a little bit too. Nothing compared to the, the Eagles, but enough to keep it uh, competitive until the third quarter where uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, left the game with a rib injury. And um, uh, Jordan Love came in and uh, did not look bad. He is six for six for nine, 113 yards, a touchdown. Um, definitely. Um, uh, uh, kept the kept the Green Bay Packers in the game, but uh, the the running game from the Eagles was on fire. They just they Green Bay could. Halen Hurts just really showed off his legs again, and it just. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm but, impressed with the dude's legs. I really am. You know what I'm saying? I'm just he, not that impressed with his arm. That, right, that's the right. I mean, he had a pretty decent game this game, but you know, I just I don't. Right. Know. Um, th- you know, this is a team that likes to play it with the lead, and they had the lead fairly, you know, uh, some kind of a lead throughout the whole game, just about. Um, and they, you know, Green Bay had no interest in stopping that run. <laughs> they just really did not. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. As a team, Green Bay got 363 total yards rushing. Uh, that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, uh, Josh Jacobs got 300 yards rushing by himself uh, for the Raiders, but uh, yeah, he went off though. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he was getting 80 yard touchdown <laughs> runs as well. <laughs> so, right, but, exactly. but that's a remarkable number: 363 total yards for uh, an offense. Um, yeah, because uh, Miles Sanders had 143 yards himself. So uh, a, a deadly running combination between Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, uh, which is the strength of this team, I think. Um, you know, they like to run the ball and throw when necessary, and uh, Jalen Hurts sort of fits the bill on that. Um, he's somebody who's getting talked about for MVP, but I, I'll be honest. I feel like uh, uh, just – I don't know. I'm not. I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts. Although you can't argue with those kind of rushing numbers. If you can run, you can run. So, yeah. uh, a couple of injuries. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers went left the game with a, a rib injury, and plus he has a broken thumb apparently. So, but uh, he did say he's going to come back and play. But uh, a, a big injury for the Eagles was their safety, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, he's having a great year. He has six interceptions so far this year, uh, but wow. he left the game with a lacerated kidney. So, wow. Yeah, that's the, they're saying it's not going to be season ending, uh, but I'm not so sure about that because uh, that's, that's an injury that Andrew Luck had. Uh, right. And he, he ended up missing the whole year after, after that. So, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson has been balling for that defense. Um, yeah, he has, um, probably really one of their best D backs on, on the team. Um, uh, they replaced him with the, uh, I know they put a rookie in there after he left the game, but, uh, they're going to miss, they're going to miss Gardner Johnson. So, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, um, in that safety position, he's kind of that key back there in their defensive backs, you know, right. he's the, the Mike, he was the leader. Um, and kind of made sure everybody was in position and then did his thing. He's a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk. Yeah. Yeah, And him and Darius Slade really uh, was a lethal combination this season. They've been, uh, that, that pair has been, uh, that duo, I guess, has been uh, uh, 
stellar for the this right. season. So uh, nobody wants to see anybody gets hurt. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, um, maybe you know, hopefully he does come back and play. Um, that would be great. But in the meantime, I feel like that might that could be some uh, that could be a nice blow to uh, or a big blow to the Eagles uh, defense. Right. So we'll see how that yeah, plays out. But I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and the only thing, one thing I wanted to say, by the way, for everybody that is watching this podcast, I'm having camera problems. I don't know exactly what happened. Um, I, I was trying to figure it out while uh, Rich was recapping this game, but I can't figure it out. But hey, I got audio, so I'm here. I'm listening and I'm talking. So there you go. Um, there you go. Sorry to sorry to you guys watching um, this. I am having some camera difficulties at this time but i did want to say one more thing about the jalen hurst thing um he definitely deserves for his name to be in that run for mvp i i I mean definitely just i mean the amount of wins that he has uh helped this team get and and legs you know what i'm saying um and his arm has gotten better you know what i'm saying i mean each year we've seen him for three years now um and his arm has gotten a little better. This is by far the best year for him, um, stat-wise, throwing-wise. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, he's he's coming along. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I think he's probably, I don't know if it's going to work out for the Eagles long-term with him. I know the Eagles are probably going to go for it. I could see him getting a contract after playing like that this year. Um but I kind of see that almost as a trap also. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those guys that run as much as him do not have long careers. I mean, the, the great one that I can think of is Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? And that's really about it because other than that, it's Cam Newton. Um, and his career was really short. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I just – I don't – but, the, you know, we get, you got guys like Josh Allen and people like that, if he could develop – to become a better thrower of the football and use his legs as escapability instead of, um, um, you know, his main weapon. I, I, there could be great things, you know, for Jalen hurts in the future. So, and I think that that's kind of up in the air. Um, I know that a lot of teams right now would love to have that problem on their hands. You know what I'm saying? Cause there's a lot of teams that don't have no quarterback. So, yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to earn a nice contract uh, for sure. I think uh, I'm not sure if he's going to earn it with the Eagles or not because the Eagles um, they're going to have a decision to make. If there's a nice quarterback sitting there at the uh, top ten spot where the Saints are scheduled to pick at, which is could be a top four pick at this point, uh, it might be tempting to. Uh, go ahead and draft a quarterback with the higher ceiling than Jalen hurts uh, at that spot with basically a free draft pick, um, you know, money wise, they, they don't, you know, they wrote, they might rather have a quarterback on a rookie contract than a quarterback on a top 10 paid quarterback list, you know, which is probably where Jalen hurts might end up at if he stays with the Eagles. Uh, that, that That's a big decision. I think, uh, uh, that'll be an interesting decision that the Eagles will have to make, or they could take that top pick and trade it for two more first round picks. they may just do that. Um, right. They're a good team at dealing with uh, accumulating draft picks, but uh, they're not really the best drafting team, <laughs> you know? Right. So, um, 
but you know that's an interesting problem and that's not a bad problem to have if you're the eagles so right exactly and, I, and that's that's a good discussion for the offseason and see what happens it will be, with yeah. him and his contract and what they do at quarterback so. yeah yeah they'll have to determine what they think jalen hurts ceiling is uh because if they do give him a big contract then that's going to affect the rest of the team as far as uh you know keeping a lot of the other players that are going to be stars on this team, particularly their offensive and defensive linemen. So, right. Exactly. Um, All right, cool. Well, on the flip side of this game, the Packers, their, their season's over. Is that correct? Uh, you know, uh, so Aaron Rodgers had said that he wants to play as long as they have a, a shot at the playoff, which, um, Jesus, if they didn't win that Dallas game, they would be on about a seven or eight game winning losing streak right now. Um, However, he did say he feels good enough, so he expects to play next weekend. Uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers are a mess. <laughs> they really, they really well, are. Well, I mean, even if they won out, that only gives them, what, nine wins? Nine wins? Even if right. They, right. Which uh, the chances of them that, that might get you in the playoffs in the NFC. Possibly. But, yeah, they, yeah they're, uh, they're basically, you know, in the playoffs right now, I guess, right? Um, yeah, I, I thought I, they I, were in the playoffs going in this game. This was a must win for them. Yeah, um, I yeah. think this might be their last loss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if they lose again, they're definitely out. There's no I, way I, they can win the rest of the games and not make the playoffs. Yeah, so, and they and they have some teams to, to play, so they're not right. quite you know in the clear yet. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. I think that's a pretty interesting team. Um, and a lot of teams in the NF, um, NFL East has played them this year. The Dolphins still have to play them here in a few, uh, you know, in four weeks and on Christmas Day. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably time for the Packers could, to kind of turn their page on the season. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just my right. Yeah, they have to. Uh, they have to make this. We're, we're getting way off the NFC East, but they have to make decisions yeah. on Jordan Love. Uh, he's about to. They're going to have to decide whether to pick up his fifth year uh, option here. Uh, right. Exactly. So, and who knows if uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year or retire? It's, it's super right. Awesome. So, so let's bring it back to the NF. NFL East, um, maybe that game on Christmas, they're playing Jordan Love by then to see to see what he's got, you know, to see what what he you know, would they have to see what they get, what they have in him, whether they're gonna trade him, whether they're gonna let Aaron Rodgers, you know, go and trade him, or you know, those kind of things. So I mean, I mean, the Packers are kind of tied to the NFL East this year, playing playing so many teams in the East and you know, still have the game with the Dolphins. Right, right. They've played everybody. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. All uh, right. Which, which, by the way, Dallas is the only team in the uh, the NFC East that did not beat the Packers. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Washington, the Giants, and the Eagles. Wow. Had fun Crazy. with the Packers, but the, the Cowboys, and especially after watching the Eagles game, you just had to wonder why the Cowboys decided to stop running the ball. Because that's what happened. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This team cannot stop the run. So. Right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears. Uh, We just got a little bit of stuff from news from the East. Just some injury. Key injuries in week 12 that could affect these teams um, moving forward. So let's do a little bit of news from the East.
some of these uh, we have already touched on. Um, safety, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, you've, uh, we've already said pretty good about that. We've, we've talked a little bit about that. We don't, we still, they haven't come out with any time frames or anything like that. The, the newest update was, um, what did you say it was? Cause I have rib injury. You, you said that. Yeah. It's lacerated kidney. Lacerated yeah. kidney. Yeah. Um, well, wow. Um, and so we still don't know. We kind of already talked about how that can affect the, uh, for the Dolphins, um, left tackle Teron Armstead, uh, pectoral strain. We still are waiting to hear how much time that's going to be. We kind of already talked about that. I haven't seen any updates on linebacker Vaughn Miller with the sprained knee. Have you seen any updates on that? Yeah, they're keeping that really quiet. Um, my understanding is he's getting second opinions on that. So it's going to be, I, I think they're going to be close to the vest on that one to just to, uh, uh, keep the opposing uh, teams a little off guard. So I don't know if we, I don't know if they're going to even put him on IR, but he may miss four, he may miss the rest of the season. It's just right. It's just unknown at this point. And that's probably pretty smart to do because that defense is, I, I believe, a lot different without him. They don't have that big play threat on the defense. The the disruptor. You know what I'm saying? Or right. Uh, did I say the word right? Yeah. But uh, destroyer, uh, destructor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody that can mess stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get in there, um, big play, uh, the big playability. I think they lose that and they become a very average defense without Von Miller. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. that could be, that could be huge for the Bills going down the. I think so too. I also think the Josh Allen injury is, I don't, I don't know that he's 100% either. And, um, you know, I think he leads the league in interceptions. Am I right on that? I'm, I'll have to look look that up. But uh, um, they're a little bit of a banged up team. The Buffalo Bills are so. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's two key injuries for the Bills. Um, in the Jets game, I mentioned it in my recap. Running back Michael Carter um, left the game and did not return with ankle problems i i they were thinking maybe it was reported as a sprained ankle um not for sure uh of course they lost their number one running back earlier in the year lost them for the season uh rookie bryce hall and now this michael carter <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean it's kind of like i mean what they did in the bears game was switch to kind of running back by committee you know and allowed uh, a group of guys to run the ball and who, I get whoever has the hot hand, they kind of go with, you know, um, that's, that's, you know, it's not good because the jets on their offense, they want a balanced, you know, they, they need a balance. Um, so that's, yeah, they definitely need a, a, a run. That could hurt. Team. Yeah. That could hurt the jets down, down the stretch. Um, not having a key running back. So, did you have anything else? Those were the the key injuries that I came up with um, and about all I had from News for the East before we move forward and take a look at week 13 um, games. Yeah, I, I'll add a couple of things about the Cowboys uh, kind of injury-wise uh, but and some other just news. Um, it is expected that after next Sunday night's game that uh, 
the Cowboys are going to activate Tyler uh, Tyron Smith, the left tackle, uh, oh, wow. and, get him, and get him ready to to go. So he'll be practicing next week, is what it looks like. Um, and, and it looks like a timetable of trying to bring him back for the Philly game. So uh, that would be interesting if he's if he's back for that game, which is December twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, uh, I think is that game. Uh, right. So um, that's kind of you know definitely po- things are looking positive for the Cowboys and on on the injury front. Um, that would be awesome to have him back for that Eagles game. That right. would be huge. Right, and that gives him a couple of games in the end of the regular <laughs> season to uh, to prep for the playoff run. So. Right. If they make that, uh, can we talk about OBJ? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm hearing tons of conflicting uh, things about OBJ. That what what I've heard to the latest is he has scheduled three appointments. Right. Um, he is, he's a scheduled an appointment with the Jets, um, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Those are his three appointments. Is it the Jets or the Giants? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you are correct. The Giants. Right. The Giants. Okay, so we got the Giants, the Bills, and the Cowboys, all three NFL East teams. So, yes, definitely need to talk about it. There was news. Don't know how true it is. Came out today. His driver tweeted um, some stuff that really leans and looks like he's going to be signing with the Giants. I I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, it's – Twitter warriors at work. So sure. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm sure it's a uh, OBJ's agents as well. Right. Uh, obviously creating competition Definitely. here to uh, guarantee him the best contract. Um, exactly. To, to compete for the best contract. But uh, uh, so as we, I, I'm sure everybody knows now, uh, uh, Odell Beckham was kicked off of his flight. Um Coming out of Florida, I think. I don't know. I think he was going to Buffalo, but I don't. He was coming out of Miami. Yeah, Yeah, he was coming out of Florida. I think he was. I don't know where he was headed. Maybe, but uh, he got he got removed from the flight. Um, I I feel like it's uh, uh, probably not a big thing. You know, they didn't press charges. He didn't get arrested or anything like that. But uh, no, um, he just refused to put his seatbelt on. Right, right, and they they said, "Okay, then can you leave the flight?" He said, "Sure." No problem. Right, right. So, uh, uh, but Stephen Jones and uh, uh, Jerry Jones were both asked about that on their radio shows this week because you know owners should, if you want a football team, you, you have to have your own radio show. I'm sure that's that's what other NFL teams do, right? Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it it kills me every time, but that's what I would do. That's like me, like as a lifelong Cowboy fan, I would if I would have bought my team that I you know grew up uh, uh, being entertained by, I would. Uh, yeah, I would do that too. <laughs> oh, I definitely would. <laughs> right, right. Um, but he said uh, regarding that particular incident, it's not going to factor into whether they sign OBJ or not. Uh, the vibes that I'm getting from the Cowboys, they really, really want him. They really want OBJ. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting. So he, we'll, they might you know, have to really, really pay, you know. Which uh, which they might, and they're actually in a good position to do that because they do have a little bit of headroom on their salary cap, which my understanding is the Giants really don't. Um so that'll be a factor, but really the factor with uh, OBJ, I think it's going to be a long-term deal. So that's going to be, you know, that's going to be where it gets interesting. I think, you know, who's going to commit two or three, a two or three year contract for OBJ. But I can tell you, I've never seen a, it's been a long time, maybe since Deion Sanders, that Jerry Jones was uh, really going after a player. Right. You know, they don't like to do it. And, uh, but I think, uh, 
with regards to Dallas, this is a I'm going to say it's a special team because this team probably will not exist after this year. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be some serious changes for the Cowboys, particularly in running backs. And, you know, Zeke will probably not be here next year. So if you're going to make a run, this will be the year to do it. So, right. Right. So we'll see. Uh, But OBJ, um, you know. Yeah. I mean, my prediction is he will get a one-year contract somewhere. The big difference, if if we want to take a look, I mean, we're not talking about the Buffalo Bills, and I think it's because everybody's scared if he goes to the Buffalo Bills. The last thing they need is another threat <laughs> on the field opposite of uh, Stephon Diggs. Sure. Um, but that's scary as hell. But um, if we just take a look at the Giants and the Cowboys, um, the difference is if he goes to the Cowboys, he's a number two, possibly number three receiver. If he goes to the Giants, he's a number one receiver with a strong number two behind him. Um, so, I mean, that, that's kind of the difference. But my prediction on OBJ is well, kind of like what you said, that the, all of this news coming out and this hype coming out of him wanting to be um, him um, being wanted by multiple teams. That's his agent. He's just trying to get the best contract possible. He's going to sign a one-year contract, and this time next year, he's going to be looking for another team. Um, and that's what he's going to be doing. And he's going to take the all, you know, take the offseason off, not tied to a team, and, and do this every year and get a oh. nice size contract every year. And it's a pretty smart idea um, by him, and he's not tied down. So, yeah, go. and especially in the NFL, when they cut your contracts anyway. I mean, uh, they, you know, they they structure it so that. It, uh, you know, the uh, the signing bonus is your real check. That's your big paycheck, I think. Right, but, um, exactly. yeah, even if they sign him to a two-year contract, it's it won't be something that no team will be able to get out of if they want to. So Right, exactly. They give yeah. all that money up front and make sure there's no guarantee money for that second year. And realistically, it's a one-year contract, even though it's, right. you know, it says it's a two-year contract. But right. it, realistically, it's a one-year contract. And I don't hate players for doing that. If you can, if you can do that, uh, I know other players have done it. Um, uh, you can yeah, max- maximize the last, you know, three, four, or five years of your uh, NFL career. Uh, I'm not hating on that because, you know, teams cut players without warning all the time. So right, exactly. So that's a little bit of if you can pull it off being a superstar, uh, you know, go for it. Right, exactly. Um, it, it's just wild that Dallas is entertaining it, but because uh, they usually just they it's been a long time since they've really kind of uh, entertained players like that. Well, but uh, yeah, but, but they made it. They made a really bad decision in the offseason at wide receiver, and Jerry Jones probably feels like he needs to fix it. He needs to fix his really bad decision. Uh, I, I hope so. I feel like you know if he can because, learn from because it. having no depth or minimal depth at wide receiver going into the playoffs is going to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so, um, yeah, that's just, I yeah. mean, the, the wide receiver room for the Dallas Cowboys right now is one injury away from disaster. Yeah. You that's know what 100%, I'm saying? And right. that's the problem. You know, that's the problem. OBJ brings depth, but he also brings a threat. You know, he, he brings a threat and depth. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, look at the Rams last year. You know, he played a big part. I don't think they would have got to the Super Bowl if they wouldn't have signed. No, I don't, I don't think, think, you know, don't, um, yeah. but, the, you know, and and I think that Jerry Jones realizes the mistake that he made and realizes that OBJ 
can kind of fix that. And um, at least for this year, like you said, you know what I'm saying? So that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think OBJ will be as effective as he was for the Rams last year, but the threat will be there. And the way the, the way threat, he, I don't think he needs to be as, as no, he doesn't. And, no. Right. And the threat makes the the other guys um, better. You know right. what I'm saying? And exactly. And I'll tell you what, the Cowboys got two really good wide receivers. Right. <laughs> so, but, but nobody's afraid of our third wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, bring OBJ in and they would be. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So it'd be a good move. And, you know, uh, whether he'd admit it or not, Jerry Jones, is uh, he does need to to. Uh, well, he needs to apologize to Mari Cooper because <laughs> well, he needs to apologize for Dallas fans for trading away a top 10 wide receiver for a fifth or a sixth round draft pick. Um, exactly. He should apologize for that. <laughs> Definitely. So, okay. And I, and I think that that's what the, this is as a result of that. So yeah, it's not surprising from me, uh, me at all. It's actually pretty smart um, in my opinion for Jerry Jones. All right, last segment. We're going to take a look at it. games of the week, week 13. We're just going to run through here. We don't have to talk in depth about them. I do want to go ahead and give our predictions, stuff like that, um, because we will be looking at 13 again, because um, on Thursday, we're going to be doing our December preview and looking at weeks 13 through 16. But I want to kind of give uh, week 13 their highlight um, But before we do that, because, you know, Thursday, they'll be bunched in with a bunch of other games. So... Let's go ahead and do that with games of the week, week 13. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. All right. Week 13 kicks off with a Thursday, 8.15 p.m. I know NFL boy Brandon is excited about this game. Bills, Patriots. Um, it is a Gillette stadium. What do you think, Rich? I think, uh, I think the bills have looked beatable the last three weeks. They are not playing ball at a high level, uh, especially with Von Miller, not probably not going to be playing. I'm assuming he's not going to be playing Thursday night. Uh, the Patriots coming off of a loss, tough loss for them, but, um, uh, and a little bit of a payback, right? This is the second, this is the rematch game. I think, um, um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I might be wrong on that. I feel like it should be at this point of the season, but uh, definitely a wrong. They played the Jets twice. I don't know about the Bills. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a a, kind of a close game. It could be, but I I really have no idea who's going to win that one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Normally the Bills would be favored, but they're not playing good ball. I really don't think they're, I think there's the last three or four games they've really struggled. Right. NFL boy Brandon is in the comments, says it's a must win game. Um, definitely. I don't see the Patriots having a chance to win this game. Um, I mean, the bills are the bills are the bills. Um, well, that's not true because like what you said, the Patriots are coming off of a very um, good game, very tough loss. They're also coming off of Mac Jones best game this year. You know, and if Mac Jones can duplicate that, if Mac Jones can have another really good game, you know what I'm saying? Um, another really good game. The Patriots defense can play like they have played. The The problem that I have with the Vikings game, as far as the Patriots, is they, they made really dumb decisions, like individually. Stupid penalties, stupid, you know what I'm saying? It's called for stuff. I mean, it and that's not Bill Belichick. 
You know, right. Bill Belichick likes a, you know, a very straight, um, well-disciplined team, and they just played very undisciplined. And that's scary. You cannot do that. You won't beat the Vikings, and you won't beat the Bills if you play like that. So if you, you know, um, and that's – and. Once again, that's on offense. I think it goes back to coaching, man. It's because they don't have an offensive coordinator. I'm yeah, telling it, you, all this leads back to coaching, every bit of it, uh, but on the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots. And hopefully Bill will see that and will not put Patriots fans through another season of of this crap and actually get a good offensive coordinator. But um, if they could clean it up, you know, if they could clean it up, make, you know, get back to playing that disciplined football um, continue the great defensive play, and if Mac Jones can have a big game, I just don't know if Mac Jones can have. I mean, Von Miller is not going to be playing. That helps the Patriots a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, it, you know, I, if Mac Jones can duplicate what he did on Thanksgiving night, then I, I, I think they might have a chance. You know, yeah. just like they had a chance against the Vikings. You know, um, I think they might have a chance. So. Yeah, I think so, and I agree with Brandon. This is kind of a must-win game for the Patriots. Uh, if they Definitely. lose, if they lose they have, here, they're going to start. You know, yeah, they they have fallen a game behind the Jets. Yeah, if their playoff their playoffs are going to start shrinking. Their playoff hopes right. if they don't exactly. if they don't pull out a nice win here. But but I do think it's going to be a tight game. And uh, like I said, I don't think the Bills are playing that great a ball. There, uh, some. Yeah, and it's uh the yeah the bill the Bills aren't playing their best ball right now um i think they will start picking it up here very soon making their playoff their playoff run you know stretch that's a well coached team that's a well you know um but like you know like you said uh josh allen you know we don't know how how much his injury is affecting his play we've seen him make some dumb decisions of late um uh, you know uh, that's Patriots defense is one of those teams you do not want to make those kind of decisions because they will pick the ball off. You know what I'm right. saying? They will take it to the house. Um, so I mean, Josh Allen's going to have to have a good game to win this game, also. Right, and um, he he's been he's been forcing that ball in the red zone. So right, uh, exactly. I, I mean, I could definitely see another red zone interception, especially with the you know um, the Patriots' great uh, defense, ball hawks they have back there. So. I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good game. It's one of those games where I think the Bills will probably pull it out in a tight game, but I'm rooting for the Patriots, especially as a Dolphins fan. I want the Patriots to win. Um, I want all four teams in the playoffs. That's what yeah. I want. I, I, I know. I want. I mean, my my what I'm my desire is for the Dolphins to win the AFC East and all four teams make the playoffs. That would be right. awesome. I'd like to point out that I predicted the Dolphins to win that division this year. So Right. Right. Yeah, if the Patriots could beat the Bills, there would be one step closer to allowing that to happen. All right. Sunday, we got some one o'clock games. Uh, Jets, Vikings. Um, wow. Like I said earlier, this is going to be a, a, a quite a bit hot, bigger test for Mike White. Let's see how he plays in this game before, you know, Jet fans start, um, you know, <laughs> chanting that Mike White. I mean, this might bring you back to reality kind of thing. But if he can duplicate, you know, kind of like we were talking about with Mac Jones from the Vikings game, if Mike White can duplicate his play of the Bears game and bring this to this Vikings game, I think they got a shot. Um, the Jets got a really good defense. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it'll be a 
Uh, Their defense is going to have to step up and play a whole game instead of a half game like they did against the Bears, though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the Vikings, you know, they they have a high powered offense. They have a you know they have a offense that likes to throw the ball. Uh, so it'll be interesting going against the Jets, who are a team that don't like to let you throw on them. Um, and we've seen the Vikings when they play the Cowboys; they don't want to get they don't want to deviate from that pass happy offense. So, right. uh, yeah, it's going to be a you know an unstoppable force going against an immovable object here uh, with that Jets defense and um, the you know the Vikings offense. So, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, NFL boy Brandon is in the comments, just made a good point. If the Patriots win and the Jets lose this game against the Vikings, then the Patriots are back into the playoffs. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That, yeah. Because they're only one game behind. So, um, right. They'll keep up with the Jets if uh, if they both right. lose even. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, Definitely a, um, definitely a game to watch Sunday. There's no doubt about I, that. I would be, this game would be totally different if it wasn't for this past Sunday, though. I would have, you know, I, I would have, uh, in predicting this game, I'd have been the Vikings um, are going to be able to get past the Jets' really good defense, uh, mainly because the Jets don't have an offense. That would have been my, but, you know, Mike White showed something. <laughs> Mike White had a good game. Mike White put up 300 yards, three, you know, three touchdowns. He does that again against the Vikings. And right. that good defense, you can yeah. win this game realistically. Jeff. Right, and the Vikings defense shouldn't scare shouldn't scare anybody. Oh um, no, Vikings defense is very mediocre. Yeah, it's very mid. So, um, yeah, you know this can this could be definitely a game where uh, you know uh, a sixteen to nine or something like that. Right, exactly. Sixteen to twelve, something sixteen to fourteen. Right. Yeah, I will go with that score. Cool, cool. All right, next up we have. Um, uh, in inside the NFL East um, game with the Commanders and Giants, this will be a good one right here. Yeah, this will be a good one. I, I, the Giants are reeling a little bit; they've lost two in a row, whereas the Commanders are kind of rolling a little bit. I think they've won three to four in a row, maybe. Um, right. So uh, I, I think the it, Commanders are definitely healthier than the Giants. Giants are pretty banged up right now, but they, you know, they played pretty good against Dallas, at least, you know, for the first half of it, they were, they were uh, looked efficient there. Daniel Jones is still playing, uh, you know, above average, I think. And, uh, right. you know, their offensive line is a little bit banged up, but I think they might get some players back here this week, but uh, uh, this is going to be definitely uh jockeying for the third place in the, uh, in the NFC East. So, uh, Plus, being division rivals, uh, it could be a sludge fest. I think this could be a low-scoring right. game. Um, it's really funny. It's kind of the same predicament that the Jets Patriots find themselves in. It just it's yeah. in the NFC NFC instead of the AFC East. Right. Know, it's it's the mirror. Fun. Yeah, they mirror right. each other for sure. So definitely. Yep. Definitely. Uh, the problem with this game for me is, I want to say the Giants are going to win this game. They're going to win this game easy. The problem is, is without um, Saquon Barkley, the Giants don't have a whole lot. That's why they need OBJ. Um, without Saquon Barkley, they don't have a lot. And that commander's defensive line, dude, scares me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, they scare me. So I, this is going to be a tight game, close game. There is a lot of injuries on the Giants' side. They do get a few guys back, which helps a lot. But um, – even in the loss to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, the Giants' defense has been playing really well. 
Yeah, I am. I am not scared of the commander's offense at all. Right. You know, not at all. It's just, it's basically going to be a low scoring who could put up the most points kind of game. I think. Yeah. It could um, be a special teams play that really decides the game here. Right. Could be a special teams play or even a defense, you know, yeah. even the defense making a play, you know, scoring a touchdown for the difference in this game. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just, you can't run on the commanders and I don't know if, I don't know if the giants will be able to as well. They're going to need a, a, a few nice plays to make something, um, to, to get some points on the board. So. Right. Uh, Brian Dayball is pretty smart. And I'm sure that if, um, if I can think about it, if I'm thinking about it, I'm sure that he probably already has it figured out. You have to, you have to figure out how to make Saquon Barkley an extension of it's the short pass game and extension of your run game. That's yeah. what you have to do. I think you, so too. with this, with this defensive line, uh, Daniel Jones ain't going to be able to hold the ball very long. He's going to need somewhere to dump it down to. Well, guess what? Dump it down to Saquon Barkley. You know what I'm saying? The little short pass game and then let him use his legs once he, because then he only has linebackers and defensive backs to deal with. Well, that's the two weaker areas of the commander's defense. Right. You know what I'm saying? He can run right through them. If you could just throw it over the heads of that mean defensive line, uh, Saquon will actually have a, have a chance and you're going to have to figure out how to use that short pass game as an extension of your run game to win this game. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I actually feel like the Giants have played uh, a pretty good style of football that it's going to be hard for me to think they're going to lose three games in a row, you know. Right. Uh, uh, so this could be where, you know, the Giants kind of get back on the winning streak. But it's going to be a dogfight. And I don't know, if it's going to be one in the trenches, I'm with you. Like Get Saquon, uh, get him behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> or get right, him you know exactly. on the other side of the line ahead of the line of other scrimmage. side yeah other, side on the, the other side of these defensive linemen because exactly. they will they will they're just going to stop you right right uh all right next another up game, is a game do what another good game though i think sure. it's gonna be a great game yeah yeah i think it's gonna be a great game um next up is a, a really good game and it's a game that i just don't like the matchup uh for the eagles and that's titans eagles what do you think about this game, Rich? Yeah, so this this game has a lot of implications as well. Uh, I, I should have brought it up with the Vikings. The Vikings are they're still playing for uh, the number one seed in the NFC. Um, they're behind the Giant or they're, they're behind the Eagles, who have a tiebreaker win against them. But but at at uh, eight and two, I think is the record for the Vikings. Uh, they have to they have to kind of keep winning to to keep those keep that home field advantage. Uh, you know. Right. option available to them so um but the eagles they've been rolling their 10 and one uh the titans were rolling until last week uh i know they lost last weekend but um this could be a game that the eagles could stumble on uh titans like to run they are a power running team and that's a weakness of the eagles defense <laughs> so yeah, yeah. um well i i mean it, when i look at it i'm like ooh, this ain't good because the titans are tough they're a tough team. They got a tough right. coach. They're just a tough team. They're a physical. The team. Are, yeah, they're a physical tough team. The Eagles are not tough at all. They're more finesse. Yeah, they're more pretty. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it just doesn't seem like a good matchup for the Eagles for me. Um, yeah, this is this is definitely a game that the Eagles could lose here. Uh, and they only have they, a few, they only have a few more games that they could lose, and this is one of them. Um, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, we need. To, we need the Eagles to lose. And if you're a Minnesota fan, you need the Eagles to lose. So, um, yeah, this could be a, this could be a, a, 
trap game for the for the Eagles. But again, the Titans, I don't know. They uh they have, they definitely have to stay within their game and not get behind. You know, because right. it's it's hard to just keep running the ball when you're when you're don't have the lead. So yep. that that plays into the Eagles' advantage if they get off to an early start, which they are a, a quick starting team for sure. But but this could be. Yeah, a- I mean, the, well, yeah. Now that you said that, it is true. The Eagles do like to play with the lead, so they could like try to get out to a lead in this game, and then keep the yeah. That's not and try to force the Titans out of their running game. But right, if, if the Titans stick with it, uh, I think they're going to have a field day on on the Eagles' defense. So, so we'll see. Right. So, uh, play so are, you gonna, are you going to make a prediction on that game? Uh, I feel like I'll be biased if I say the Titans. So, but I'm going <laughs> to say that anyway because that's going to be that's going to be part wishful thinking and part you know hopeful thinking, and then possibility that it's definitely one of the teams that could beat the Eagles this year they're on cool. the re- remaining on their schedule. All right, that's our one o'clock games. Uh, we have one four oh five p.m. game. Dolphins are on the West Coast, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, this starts, and we'll I'll talk more about this on Thursday. But this starts a really rough stretch for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, three game, three road game trip. Um, two of them on the West Coast, and then um, Buffalo to wrap up their three game stretch for uh, three road games um the 49ers i uh, this guy i don't think i i kind of hope the 49ers want to get into a shootout with the dolphins and i kind of hope the the dolphins force them into a shootout because i don't think they can hang with them i don't think i don't i don't think the 49ers can hang with the dolphins um the problem what scares me a little bit is the 49ers defense i believe they have the best defense in the NFL. Um, so that kind of scares me with the, the hurt offensive line um, for Miami. But the coaches have a whole week to plan for that. Um, uh, our coaching staff really knows the 49ers really well. Um, and, you know, and I think that that's going to play a little bit into it. There's already smack talk of the X 49er players, Moster and them, you know, <laughs> tweeting that. Battling with the with players on the 49ers, uh, talking you know, smack talking, talking smack. Um, I think it's gonna be a good game, I think it's gonna be a fun game. I don't think uh, the 49ers can change, um, the way Tua has been playing. Um, I think it, it the way Tua has been playing is kind of just finding uh, Tyreek Waddle or you know, any, any of the other receivers down the field, I think that's going to change because of the offensive line. I think it's going to be a short pass game. Um, There's going to be more yak instead of more yardage like there has been. Um, But that's okay. You know, we got Waddle and Tyreek. They can, you know, get them in a little open space and they can um, really show off. So I'm not worried about the offense. Um, The pro one of the problems I have is do the, does the Dolphins defense have anybody that can match up? With, um, uh, I'm, you know, I mean, we could put Xavier Howard on Debo Samuels, I guess, but then you got Christian McCaffrey, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't yeah. think we have a linebacker uh, on the Dolphins defense that could stay with Christian McCaffrey. I really don't. So right. they, you might have to figure out, drop your safety and figure out some help 
uh, there in that in their short pass game also. So, yeah, I agree. I think uh, I, the problem with the the defense of San Francisco is uh, that's going to give Miami problems. Is you know they're they're only going to rush four uh, four defenders to you know hurry up uh, Miami's offense, and they'll get to them, especially if you got a banged up offensive line. So it's definitely going to be some coaching by. Uh, McDaniel's to sort of counteract that. Um, I think the the Dolphins could win this game if they could put up three touchdowns. I think they'll they'll win. But uh, San Francisco's got a stingy defense. Uh, they get to the quarterback quick. They're gonna they will give Tua some problems. So hopefully uh, uh, McDaniel's can scheme the ball out of there quick. He needs to get right. the ball out of Tua's hands in a hurry. Um, exactly. Right. So I, I don't know if there'll be any uh, you know. Uh, Long, you know, sixty-yard touchdown passes. I don't know if that two is going to have that kind of time to. I don't think he's going to have time enough to dial that up. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I just don't think he will because because San Francisco's front line is as good as anybody is in the NFL. Uh, you know, if, and they do have an argument to make for having the best defense in the NFL, but they got Garofalo back there, who's you know, the definition of a team manager, you know, a game manager. So. Right. Um, I mean, um, but also that I'm not scared of. You should not be you scared. Would not be able to hang with the Dolphins. Um, no, as long as, as long as the Dolphins can get some points on the board, because they they do need right. to score. Uh, you know, I think 21 points will do it. I don't think San Francisco can score 21 points. Um, but Brandon, but kinda, Brandon makes a good point about uh, don't forget about Brandon Ayuk. So you know they yep. do have they do have weapons. So yeah, they do. Um, so. Yeah, even even with McCaffrey there, they're gonna you know they're a, they're a team that wants to get you in the mud and and just beat you up, <laughs> you know. Right. So it's up to uh, I, you know McDaniel. I think he's gonna be up for the challenge, but he's gonna have to be creative and and utilize Tua in a way that uh, uh, he can succeed. I think I don't think you can. You definitely can't use the same uh, offensive strategy you played against the Texans. <laughs> you know, right? Exactly. We we kind of just talked about it with the Giants. When I said use that short pass game as an extension of your run game, that right. might be pretty smart here too. Yeah, and maybe you know, uh, getting Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, just some quick, uh, quick outs to him and let him try to create some open space. That might be a good strategy as well. Right. So, exactly. But you know, no, if if you if you have to have a coach to coach against San Francisco, you guys are in good shape there because you have somebody with that inside knowledge. Um, right. You know, and I think he's a better coach than Kyle Shanahan. So, but. That defense, that defense is pretty scary for San Francisco. I know Dallas as a Dallas fan, I don't want to play them. So right, yeah. These are these are all just really good games, man. I mean, um, like I feel like, in my opinion, like we're getting now, we're getting ready to talk about the Cowboys game, and I believe like the Cowboys, Eagles, and 49ers are the three best teams in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I really do. And then we talked about the Bills earlier matching up with the Patriots. Well, I think the Bills, the Dolphins, and Kansas City are the three best teams in the AFC. So yeah. I I just think it's really cool that we're talking about all these all these teams that are really like relevant this year. They're the best oh, teams sure. in their you know in their conference. Uh, yeah, this has been so a great season for uh, for our teams here. That's for sure. Right, yeah. definitely. It's a good year to start a NFL East podcast. Right, no duds, no duds. Uh, let's keep that going. <laughs> right, exactly. So this game, I think it's going to be really close. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to call this game yet. I will call this game on Thursday. I'm still got to do 
my December. So I got to call all four games in December. Um, I will leave my prediction for this game for our Thursday podcast. Okay. Not for sure yet. 8.20 p.m. Colts, Cowboys, cannot believe this game did not get flexed out of um, Sunday night football. They're not going to flex Cowboys, but the Colts just are not a good team at all. And I would love to have the Dolphins 49ers in the, in this night spot. That would have been crazy. Um, yeah. The, the, the reason they didn't flex it isn't because they didn't, they thought this was going to be a good game. <laughs> yeah. There's right. all, all these games on Sunday. Right. This, this is going to be one of the, probably one of the worst ones as far as, uh, you know, a, an intense game to watch. So yeah. Right. I, um, Dallas is kind of rolling right now. I just feel like the Colts are not, uh, we don't play the Colts a lot, but the last time we played them, the Colts the, the Colts beat us uh, 20, 22 to nothing, I think. Right. So a little bit of payback for the Cowboys, but um, um, this should not be an exciting game. This should, this game is probably going to be like the Giants on steroids, like or like the Thanksgiving Day, just even worse. <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, I don't even think I like Gus's comment. What about a Miami Dallas Super Bowl? That would be pretty awesome. I'll take that. <laughs> that I'll take that. Awesome. That would be good. Yeah, that would be. Pretty darn awesome. I, I I don't think so because I I don't agree with that, Rich, because the Giants um, put up a challenge and made the game really competitive for the first half. They it did. wasn't they, until the second half. I I don't see that with the Colts. I don't. No, I don't they, think so. Either. They yeah. don't have a Saquon Barkley. They don't have a. Well, I mean, no, they do. They do. They, they have do. a good running back. They kind of do. Yeah, they yeah. kind of do. But their um, offensive line has just been shaky all year. and um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see it. I see the Cowboys uh, running away with this game pretty easy, probably from the get-go. Unless, and the, the only way the Cowboys are going to lose this game is if the Cowboys lose the game. They're seven. Right. They yeah. have to do something to mess stuff up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, three or four turnovers for the Cowboys, and that might do it. But uh, I think they jump on the game early, and then they just they – just, uh, I think they feast on Matt Ryan. If uh, um, if they get behind and he's forced to throw, uh, it's definitely their chances of coming back are not going to be good. Yeah, they they have a fighter. They have a puncher's chance to win. The Colts do, but uh, it has to be a whole series of mistakes by the Cowboys. So right, and and the Colts defense has played well. So I, I kind of don't want to take that away um, from the Colts. I just don't. I'm more worried about the Cowboys defense just destroying the Colts offense. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. But That's you know, the Cowboys, you know, you can't, you can run on the Cowboys, which is what they're going to try to do. I'm sure the Colts will. Yeah, that is true. Uh, that you is can true. run on them, but um, I feel like our offense is clicking really good right now. I think we're going to just jump onto a quick lead and then that's going to be it. Um, so, and it's a Sunday night game in Dallas, which typically Dallas does get on those games. So, um, yeah. All right. I mean, that, 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 that'd be that, the worst that, game of the day, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, least exciting it, game of the day. I can't believe it didn't get flexed out, but you know, they're they not were, flexing the Cowboys. Exactly. They're that's not, that's the only reason because Cowboys draw an audience. So right. exactly. But yeah, the San Francisco Miami game would have been a great Sunday night game. They should have put that originally. Oh, yeah. yeah so, but they did, they predicted the Colts to be a lot better this year than they are. They turned out to be so. very true. All right, that's that's our look at week 13. Uh, we will be talking more about those games and weeks 13 through 16 on Thursday. 
So please come back with us 7 o'clock p.m. on Thursday night. NFL boy Brandon will be here with us. We are going to do our monthly power rankings. So get get into that, Rich. Make sure you get yours and get your arguments together because, you know, it has to be unanimous. So um, we'll, we'll do our power rankings, and we're going to do our December preview. We're going to take a look at every game that every team in the NFL East plays for the month of December do our predictions and predict their record at the end of December. So yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be a great show Thursday. No doubt. Yeah. It's going to be fun. A lot of fun. Looking forward to it. All right, Rich, if you don't have nothing else. Nope. Yep. That's it. All right. Let's wrap things up until Thursday. Peace. <laughs>